Welcome. Welcome to Radical Mothering. I am here today with Susan Gray. I'm really excited to be having this conversation. Um, I'm going to let you, uh, Susan, just introduce yourself quickly, just talk about who you are, what you do, and uh, what brought you to this work. Yeah, thanks. I'm really happy to be here. Um, so my name is Susan Gray. I am a mom of two. My my twins are five, five-year-old boys, um, and we unschool them, me and my husband. Um, professionally, I am a teacher trainer. So I'm like a program director at the university level for a master's in teaching program. Um, so I train teachers actually going into the public schools, which is kind of an interesting dichotomy with how we're choosing to live our lives at home. But um, we can talk more about that later, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I train them before they get into the field. And then I work with them kind of like for their first couple of years while they're in um, sort of more as like a mentor coach support type situation. Um, and then I also do parent coaching um, and I'm also a trained therapist. So I do a lot of like social, emotional learning, behavior um, support type things with parents um, who are looking for more tools in their toolbox, really. Um, and I also work with a lot of homeschool families. So I do like homeschool evaluations and uh like individualized curriculum design for anybody who wants a curriculum but wants it to be really specific to their kids so yeah, yeah. um well I'm really glad we're here and having this conversation um I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um like the fact that you work full-time uh and you home educate uh and unschool and I wonder how that how how you make that all work because I know that people have this question a lot uh mm -hmm. people message me a lot about like how do I do it I want to do it but I work how's it you know gonna work out for me so I'm I'm just curious to know how you do it yeah um I I love that question because a lot of the time people ask me how do you do it and I'm like I don't know if I really do like it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like I mean I don't know. It, it's just funny that way. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess I would start off by saying my husband stays home. So I am the workout. I, I work from home also. So I am the one who is bringing in financial stability, but he it, like, I don't know what it would look like if I were single or whatever and didn't have another person home. Um, so that's a big one is <laughs> how we do it is my husband stays home with the the kids. The, the second big one is I work from home. Um, and so I'm able to kind of set my own schedule. I don't have complete control over it, but I do have a lot of control over it. So um, I'm pretty mobile in terms of like where I can work. Um, so like if they have somewhere to be for some activity or something, I can usually drive them and like work at a coffee shop or anywhere that I can, you know, pull up internet, even if it's just a hotspot while I'm sitting in my car waiting for them or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think those are, those are, I do not make a whole lot of money. Um, so it's definitely hard and tight in that way, but it's worth it to us to, to try to make that happen. So. Yeah. I, I think sometimes uh, it's also a matter of, um, 
and I mean, it shouldn't be this, but from having conversations online and in real life with people, it's also the fact that there's always something that has to give. Mm -hmm. um, so, and sometimes that is the extra income um, yeah. that you would have if both of you worked and your children were in school. So, and that's hard. That can be hard. I mean, you know that. Uh, and and I know that to some extent because I also don't don't really like yeah. work for pay much. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's a hard piece for some people, you know, especially if you're used to two incomes. And for some people, it's impossible because they need oh totally totally. And I think that's that's the whole thing is like we're able to do this. I mean, we had planned before we ever knew we were going to have twins, two babies at the same time, right? Like that's pretty expensive. If you think about childcare and, and how expensive it is to put an infant in childcare. I mean, even before we had known that we were having two, which was a total surprise to us, um, we had planned on having him stay home with the one child. <laughs> um, and so we had already like planned that before the kids were even here. Um, so it made that transition like pretty easy. And I had never been a work from home person before. And if it hadn't been for the pandemic, I may still not be. Um, so I think like a lot of things shifted just in the world that made this possible for us now that maybe it wouldn't have been if the pandemic hadn't happened, for instance. Mm -hmm. So that was also like fortunate and does it make it mm -hmm. does it make it difficult to work from home if you know that your children are right there and you can hear everything and it's loud and you know people ask me that a lot and I feel like um sometimes sure like sometimes it's kind of you know I have some focusy issues and stuff anyway so if I can't like fully focus on one thing I might miss a detail or whatever but I actually think for me, it's been sort of a journey to like get to this point now, but I think for me, it's actually been sort of a way of disrupting this idea of like what it means to be professional and especially a mom in, in the workplace, right? Um, like there is no hiding the fact that my children are screaming outside the door and <laughs> fighting or laughing or giggling or whatever. There's no hiding the fact that they need a snack sometimes in the middle of one of my meetings. Um, there's no, like, I feel like that's actually really kind of cool that I can just like be a whole human and I don't, I, I can't hide it. So I don't try, <laughs> which is, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think it is, um it is disruptive in a way in a in a good way in the sense that like you said it's not you know prof it's not professional it's not seen as professional but that's just because professional is whatever men have been able to do for however yeah. long uh and it's it's great that some of us get to redefine that you mm -hmm. know and I think too, just even like if they have a thing to go to, I can say like, I actually can't meet at that time because I'm going to be transporting my kids or whatever, you know, like a lot of that stuff is just part of my daily like interaction with my colleagues and they, whether they, I don't know what they all think, like maybe some of them are like, oh God, what, you know, what's her problem. But I feel like 
more of them are like, oh yeah, cool. I get it. <laughs> or, or even if they don't get it like very okay with that. Um, and I think that's really important to just like make it visible that I saw a meme the other day that was like, people expect moms to work like they don't have kids and to parent like they don't work. Um, and I feel like that's really true in a lot of ways. And also like, I feel like I work really hard to just not buy into that. <laughs> just not do that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I wonder if you can walk us through what a tip, if there is such a thing, what a typical day looks like for your family. Yeah, so a typical work day, I'm assuming, is what you mean, like if I'm working my normal job. Um, so typically I will like, if I don't have a morning meeting of some kind or some sort of like time sensitive thing, um, I'll usually like go out with the kids and do breakfast with them. So either I'll make it or they'll already be eating and I'll go join them with my own or whatever. Um, and we'll spend a half an hour, 45 minutes, just like kicking off the day together a little bit. Um, and if I do have something where I can't go out right away and I say go out, cause I'm kind of like closed in a room back here, but I, we have a very small space, so it's not like <laughs> I'm all that far from them. Um, and if I do have something that I, where I can't do breakfast with them, I always go out like as soon as possible after I don't have that meeting or whatever, and I'll make my own breakfast and like still check in with them about whatever they're doing. Um, so we always have that like morning interaction in some capacity for a little while, or I'll go out and drink my morning coffee with them or whatever. Um, and then I'll always eat lunch with them and, um, we'll do some like reading or whatever. They'll ask me to read a book with them or whatever it is. Um, a lot of times if I go out like on a break, they'll be already engaged in something kind of self-directed ish, like working on some other thing that they're doing or playing or whatever. Um, and they're always like really excited to tell me about it and kind of involve me for while I'm there. And then they're, they also understand that like, and then mom has to go back, you know, so I'm not there indefinitely. Um, and they kind of get that. And like I was talking about before, you know, they're, they're kind of part of my job too. Like if I'm in a meeting, they might come like wave at the screen and sit down and pretend to take notes um, while I'm in the meeting or like they love doing that. I'll have them sit right here and they'll take notes about the meeting, which is just really them being with me. Um, but just like kind of doing all that. And then most of our like deeper sort of interactions with me and they're with dad the whole time. Like dad's kind of around and available that whole time while they're doing that, but they're pretty self-directed with him. Um, so he'll be doing things with them a lot. I'm not saying he's like uninvolved while he's with them, but he's really good at being hands-off in, in like a really great way that maybe I'm not as good at. So I think the roles are really great that way. Um, and then when I'm off work in the evening, I get off around five or five 30 and we, we just are together. We're kind of night owls. So we do all kinds of things. We'll go swimming if the pool is open or we'll go to the park and do stuff we'll do a lot more like um deeper like I don't want to say structured because I wouldn't really call anything we do structured necessarily but like 
we'll do our reading and writing practice if that happens to naturally occur during that time or like play our, our math games together, or like whatever it is that they're wanting to do to interact um, is all stuff that's happening in the evening, pretty much. I you're saying that actually, because I think a lot of people think that they need to be around the whole time yeah. uh, and that it has to look a certain way. Like you got to get up in the morning and then immediately you've got to do your yeah, like you wake up and you have to do school. And then once you're done with school, you can go do all your fun or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like there has to be some kind of a, you know, like structure that in a way is very similar to a, a school structure, even though we mm -hmm. try not to say it looks like school. Yeah. But, but there's so still these unspoken like expectations around how homeschoolers are spending their day, right? Like daytime hours <laughs> specifically. Daytime hours is when you're supposed to be doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're saying that actually sometimes some of the, you know, relatively more structured stuff happens like before bedtime or whatever. Yeah. Well, and it's actually cool because we've we've also done a lot of like um I don't know if I would call it psychoeducation, but like teaching about their brains with them, like them understanding how their brains work and how like if you work on something right before you sleep, it actually can like be better for retention. Um, and so they know that too. So they will often like ask if there's some skill that they're wanting to really practice or something, they'll be like, can we do that right before bed? Or we, you know, stuff like that. So they're, they're like empowered to understand like how we physically learn stuff too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And actually I've noticed from uh, one of my children that, uh, well, my son, that he, uh, that right before bed is like, peak time for him yep. he wants to do all the things he wants to like sit down and and write stuff he wants to sketch mm -hmm. he wants to like I don't know whatever anyway anything yeah. that's like more intensive and sometimes more mm -hmm. intensive for me whereas I'm really not ready and like I'm the day is over for me like yeah just like we need to get you to bed like I'll read to him and whatever but yeah. but try to lean into that a little bit more as time has gone on because I think there's something about uh the world gets quiet and yes. he is able to think more I don't know how that works yeah. thing, but yeah I think that's a real thing I also think for us and I mean of course I, I can only speak for us but like I think it's also there's this certain dynamic where like oh, if we don't go to bed, we get more time together or like we don't have to, we're delaying bedtime in some way and they think it's kind of like sneaky, whatever they're doing. And I'm like, great, let's let's read as long as you want. Like you don't have to wake up at any time or whatever. Like I, I sort of just play like I don't know what they're doing <laughs> in those situations because I do think there's a certain amount of like, oh, we can stay up late if we want to do this other thing or whatever um yeah so I don't know I just sort of let that happen and it turns out to be some of our best like really deep learning times yeah um I'd love to know um just going back to the kind of working and unschooling thing I'd love to know what what sorts of things you don't do in order to make it all work for you like in other words what is it that you're like just letting letting go of mm -hmm. Um, a lot. 
<laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, like I think um, in the beginning, you know, we decided to to unschool when they were like two and a half. And this was like right in the middle of the pandemic when we were would have been maybe thinking about preschool or whatever. And we were just like, absolutely not. We're not putting them in preschool with COVID. And so but then we were thinking about more like, what would that actually look like with me working um, and I had to do a lot of de-schooling around like what I thought homeschooling should look like, because like once we had said, okay, we're going to not, not enter the system. I still sort of had in my head, like, okay, so what does that look like instead? And it did look very much like we talked about before with this, like more traditional sort of, we wake up at a certain time and we do the thing and then we go to bed, you know? Um, and so I think for me having to recalibrate like what it even should look like or shouldn't look like was really important um but we don't do for one a lot of like meetups because a lot of those like park days or homeschool type gatherings and stuff are during the day while I'm working and I it's really we only have one car so it's tricky sometimes um to do that with my husband even if he wanted to take them he's sort of less inclined to do the social stuff anyway with them which is fine um so we don't do a lot of those and when we do they're kind of around my work schedule where I can take them but it's not that often um we we also don't have like stringent routines for how every day goes because my schedule is not the same every day and it's that's sort of by design but I think that like that has allowed us freedom for them to not expect a specific thing at a specific time every day. You know, they're, they're really adaptable and flexible because we've just never done that. Um, so we, we have this motto of like, we'll just see what the day brings um, every, every morning or if they ask if we can do something tomorrow. I don't know. They're just really good at like understanding that we're going to like assess everyone's energies in a moment about what we want to do next instead of like having all of these expectations about what they're going to do the next day so I think like the routine part we just don't really do that <laughs> um and and out of necessity sort of I guess um and then another really big one is cleaning like to be really honest I my house is a freaking disaster and I just that it just is <laughs> because no human can do all the things right so um yeah grocery shopping is also another thing like we we try to do delivery mostly so I don't have to like do the whole trip and all of that so if they're gonna cook like a specific recipe with me or something I'll always take them to do like that part as a learning experience but I don't spend the time on that <laughs> Yeah. necessarily um and then I think the final thing that I've had to like really let go which is turned out really beautiful but um just the expectation that like I have to be involved in all of their learning in in any way you know like I'm not there for a lot of what they are doing and I get caught up later by them or my husband or whoever was with them and like I don't know. I think there's this myth out there that like, if you're homeschooling, you have to be ever present um, for them to be able to be like getting the experience or something. I mean, there um, is, but this is really just for women. Like it only counts for women. Yeah. Yep. For example, my husband who's away all day working, he has no idea mm -hmm. what we do. 
he doesn't yeah. know what I'm thinking yeah. if I'm planning anything or not like I guess he just trusts me which is great because I don't want to be like you know telling him everything that we've done yeah. but um but he doesn't ask and mm-hmm. no <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah. he's like nobody's like hey do you know like what they've been doing and what topic they learned about today yeah. or like whatever yeah um so so I don't so perhaps this is just like I mean maybe it seems like you're very involved like even though mm-hmm. you're the person working for pay uh right. you're much more involved than say just for example my husband so right. I just see it from social media just that mm-hmm. tells me that you are because I see I love your little videos uh you know your yeah. little reels where you like kind of walk your kids through certain things and I don't know mm-hmm. you're very good at that and I love watching them but anyway just from seeing what you do on social media you're obviously really involved in right. the unschooling process um yeah I, that's really important to me I mean not only like I don't know I think me working has actually been a really beautiful way to sort of force me to let go of my whatever my agenda would have been if I had not been working you know like I think it has really like maybe forced them to be more self-directed in ways that they may not have been if I just like wasn't you know because because I I'm also somebody who sort of tends to like be a little bit of a control freak and like want to sort of direct stuff a little bit and I know that like I don't want to be that for my kids and I also know that's my tendency right and so like I think it's really great for me to like not be able to do that for all day long every day um or at five days of the week at least (laughs) um and because they have gotten really good at being able to sort of decide how they're going to spend their own time and my husband's really good at not stepping in (laughs) and not not a bad way but like I that's just his strength I think so yeah and I I mean I can relate to that a little bit um because for one one year that we homeschooled I was working two days a week away from home and Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like and I was leaving the kids home but they were home with my husband who was working from home yeah uh so really they were unsupervised yeah yeah (laughs) I mean they they were supervised but very loosely very loosely yeah Um, but they were also old enough a little older than yours uh so they could like get themselves snacks and do whatever but pretty much they were doing whatever they wanted to do and I had no idea what it was and my husband often didn't know and I found Mm -hmm. that slightly terrifying and I also had like a lot of guilt around it yeah like at the beginning at least Mm -hmm. so I was like well why am I doing this and like uh you know they're just you know who knows what the, like they're I, just doing whatever they want like what yeah. does that mean <laughs> yeah of course it was completely fine in the end mm-hmm. and then we get used to it and I guess it, it it's actually it was actually a good thing and they were probably so relieved as well to yeah. like not have me around for a little bit um you know and just have a little bit of like more in independence in a way and like less over yeah. Uh, so I think yeah there's there's something to be said about that especially because I'm a bit like you like I tend to kind of micromanage uh, mm-hmm. and I've had to do so much work around that as well like I'm not chilled out as a person not yet not at all 
<laughs> so well, and I, I think what you are saying is interesting too because I think for me like I have had to learn how to not do that for my kids but also it's been a learning curve for me to not do it to my husband like be like oh I have to work during this hour but here's what I think you should do with them right and he's like f that like I'm gonna do what I want to do with them or what they want to eat like he's really good at like just cutting the shit on that <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and not letting me do that and really calling me out very specifically about like no like I'm with them just trust the process you know and I think that's so important and something I really struggle with sometimes <laughs> yeah I can so. absolutely relate to that um okay I wonder what you would say um say to people who who want to home educate but they either can't uh or they um or they don't know how or like well I think I think that really there's two sets of people there's well there's more than two sets of people obviously but there's people who uh either don't want to stop working and so they because they're they love their job they want a career whatever it is uh but they also want to homeschool and then then people who want to homeschool don't particularly want to keep their job but they need their job so I wonder what you would say to both those groups you know I think I think what I would say to almost anyone who like really wants to homeschool and also wants to work for whatever reason or needs to like I don't no matter who you are like I think that the most important starting point for that is like rethinking what you expect homeschooling to look like or what it should look like um because that's often the barrier right (laughs) like it would it was for me like like my own expectations or like this external agenda that I that I didn't even realize I was internalizing about what it's supposed to be um or how it's supposed to look and I think like once I was able to not only one identify like what my expectations were and where they came from which was not from me it was from uh society at large right um or whoever was kind of the noise in my ear I was able to like just totally rethink what was possible for our family specifically and how it could look for us. And, and none of it looked like that prior agenda that I had thought in my head about what homeschooling should look like. So um, I don't think that I could have done this successfully or could continue to do it successfully if I hadn't been able to name that first I think I would have been living in like a very constant state of like I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing it right quote unquote right so I that that was like a whole process just by itself (laughs) to like identify what it was that I thought should be and throw that in the trash and then like rebuild it from there yeah and it's an ongoing thing like I'm still doing that every day but there was a, there was a period of time that I like really had to dedicate to that part (laughs) before we could move on, I think. And I think people often also forget about the weekends. Like Mm -hmm. that's two whole days. I'm not saying you have to be like homeschooling on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like I don't suggest intensively homeschooling ever really, Mm -hmm. but you know, so 
you can be out to work however many you can literally leave your house and be out to work however many days you know and obviously the hard thing is always finding somebody to like look after your children but if you can make it work that way you still have two whole days you still have well, like and I seven. think too the um I, what I didn't mention in like things that I had to let go which I think is really important to what you just said is like this expectation that we're always doing a thing like visiting a museum or like having this extravagant seven mile hike or like whatever it is like that we're always doing something right because those are great like but but they're not everything and I feel like a lot again that goes back to like what I thought it should be which is going out and visiting a museum every single day and like making sure it's all connected to all the other subjects and all this stuff that's like no, we're hitting everything we need to hit. And then when we do decide on a field trip like that for a weekend or when I'm off or in an evening or whatever, like it's so much more meaningful because we don't do it that often, right? It's like this cool treat that we get to do this thing and we do it pretty regularly, but it's not every day. It's not every week even. Um, And so like, we're just so much more intentional with how we spend our time, I think, than we would be if we had this sort of what feels like every day, all day to just do all the things, um, we, we actually think more intentionally about how we spend this 30 minutes that we have together when I'm on a work break or whatever, um, that aligns with everybody's energies and all of that in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm curious to know what you think about, um, just, feminism and homeschooling because I've been thinking about this a lot and and I know that like um I just feel like homeschooling didn't really begin as you know a a feminist act uh now a lot of us are more concerned with things like uh social justice and um you know we're we're secular and we're bringing homeschooling into a different space. There's yeah. there's a group of us. It's not a particularly loud group, but it's. I feel like it's growing, and I would. I'm trying to figure out how to reconcile. Essentially, not having a career. This is me personally, um, and you know, staying home to homeschool yeah. and perhaps doing a little bit of work here and there and it changes every year, but it's not really like a le- legitimate career. Um, mm-hmm. And also being a feminist. Yeah. Like how do all those things fit together? I love that. I I um, I think about this a lot. Like <laughs> this is a pretty constant, like, concept for me and I feel like you know I'm just one person I'm just one perspective but I think there's a couple things one I don't feel like for me personally the way I view feminism even just the word and what that means like I don't feel like that is equated with not mothering right and I feel like a lot of the common narrative or like not do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the, 
I'm either going to be a professional, I'm going to work, or I'm going to be a mom full-time and like be all the traditional gender role type things. Um, and I actually don't think that that's necessarily what feminism is, at least in my definition. Like, I think it's much more about the, the ability to choose what feels right for you. Um, and so I think in that way, like, just redefining sort of what we're talking about. It's like, it's not that you're not a feminist if you're not working. <laughs> it's, it's, or that you're not being a good model of that or whatever. Like to me, if, if homeschooling is what you like deeply want to do with your kids, then I think it is feminist to choose that because you have chosen it. Right. And it, it has not been forced upon you or expected of you. Um, and I would say that for anything, not just homeschooling, but. I wonder how much of that is a real choice though. Like. Absolutely. Because we operate within the, the systems that we operate in, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how many of us uh, who uh, essentially gave up their career to stay at home with our children or homeschool, like how many of us are actually 100% okay with that? I mean, I know. Yeah, that totally. 100%. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was initially like when my children were very small, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this, this is fine. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. I was enjoying it. Uh, but then as time went on, like, and I started to think more and I started to kind of reevaluate also like what I'm doing with my life. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, it doesn't sit super comfortably for me. Like I sure. would like, I'm not saying that I'm not saying anybody can like have it all. I think that's a stupid that's also just a stupid like phrase right. really, that we should just stop saying um mm -hmm. but um but I am saying that I think we I think this is like a constructed choice in the sense that like why do you have to pick one or the other uh mm -hmm. why does it have to look a certain way um yeah I don't know it, it doesn't feel like a real choice to me mm -hmm. yeah well and I think that that's important like I mean I think that that also speaks to if if you feel like you're in a situation that doesn't actually feel like a I was just having this conversation with my kids the other day about like forced choice and and what power dynamics play into that um and whether it's actually really a choice if you like there's no alternative. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have the answer to that. You know, I think, um, I think for our family, there are a lot of just sort of like normal, traditional gender roles that are reversed for us just naturally every day, because I'm working, my husband's home with them. Like, you know, it just, it just is that, but I think for our family too, like I am not the only parent here and I may have be having a completely different conversation if I were right. Like that is, that's just not my experience. So I don't feel like I can speak to it, but I'm not their only parent and I'm also not their only teacher. And I think that like, even if I were a stay at home mom, I would still not expect to be the only one if I were staying at home and I had a spouse that worked outside the home, you know what I mean? So I think I, I am lucky to have a spouse who is equally invested in their education. But I also think that like, I expect that from my spouse too, to like be 
equally involved in whatever it is. Like we have different strengths, totally different strengths. Right. And so he is, we, we talk about like, oh, men are not babysitting. They're, they're just parenting. Just like, <laughs> it's normal. I feel like that about unschooling too. Like his involvement is not this big extra thing. It's like in, in my head, like what I would expect out of a partnership in our children's education. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if that really, that might've been kind of a tangent, but. No, no, I think that partially answers the question because I think a lot of us don't actually have that, at least from had online it seems to be all up to the woman to yeah. be, you know just like am I gonna have a career and like find childcare for my children or am I gonna stay home and be the childcare and it's like yeah where is well and I, what's the other person doing I don't know I mean I think for us too like it was never an option for me not to work I, I make significantly more than he ever will um at this point so like I don't, it was never even on the table for me not to be a full-time, have a full-time job in whatever field I'm in. Right. So I think when we were weighing options, it just became this like obvious choice (laughs) that if this is the life we want to live and this is how we want to educate our children, this is the setup we have to have. Right. So it, yeah. I think if there were more of a like, oh, maybe I could not work or I could choose to, you know, like it's not a choice for me. I have to, um, which which I can relate to a lot of people who are saying like, I have to work, you know, I, I, it will never be a choice for me not to at this point. So, and that's okay. Cause I love my job and I feel like, I, I don't feel like it's ever really interfered with my ability to be the home educating mother that I want to be with them and just parent in general. But like, I just don't feel like it's interfered really because we've figured out how to not, how to redefine like what we think should be. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I'd love to talk more about your work, but I am sensitive about time. And so I think I'm going to have to have you on at some point again, whenever you have a yeah. Minute, I, love it. I would love to talk about how that works out for you uh, I find it super interesting so yeah I know that we're almost out of time can I say one more thing about the feminism thing um only because I feel like this is a really key piece that I think needs to be named and that is that I'm a white woman right and so white feminism specifically like is a really real thing and I feel like talking about the ways that I sort of fight for my right as a feminist or whatever is really important to name that like I am doing that through a white lens and also just like I don't generally worry sort of like how society perceives me as a I mean more than the sort of general person might worry about being judged or whatever but like I don't worry about that as a thing that's really going to impact any of my decisions you know what I mean for my kids and I think that like there are many black and other mothers of color that if their house is a disaster and they're feeding their kids McDonald's because fuck the patriarchy right like 
they're judged differently than I am. Like I'm sort of cult culturally praised for, for like throwing all of those expectations out the window and they are not necessarily um, responded to that way. And, and I think that really just is important to name. And I also think it really translates to unschooling specifically, but also homeschooling in general of like, I'm seen as sort of like a white woman who's like doing this cool thing with her kids and That's someone like else. Maybe, and really yeah. Yeah. And somebody else may be seen as like educational neglect or whatever, you know, like, and it's the same exact choice. <laughs> um, so I just, I sit with that like a lot. And I think about that a lot in terms of like, how would my choices be different or how would my choices feel different if I were worried about the impacts of them beyond just like what people think, you know? <laughs> that's that's yeah. really, a really important point. Thank you for bringing that, um, that up. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna let you go now, Susan. It's been such a pleasure to chat. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for, for being on here. Yeah, thanks for having me.